Hey everybody, Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd Podcast, right here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we've got a action-packed show for you to this week. We have IndyCar and a first-time NTT Data IndyCar Series champion crowned at the race in Long Beach. Uh, we also have Las Vegas, which... If you were a gambling man, this you'd want to put your money on some of these horses because, well, it definitely paid off. Uh, we also have a pop quiz nose. We also have some uh, news about the um, the upcoming uh, episodes for the uh, uh, our patron show on the road with the race nerd. But we will talk about that in a moment. Uh, but first, let's get to our Pop Quiznos this week. In this week's Pop Quiznos, we're going to dial it back to 1996, the first ever truck race held at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And it featured a record-setting six Daytona 500 champions in the field for that truck race. Can you name them? Answer at the end of the show. All right, so, uh, as I said, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we had a jam-packed weekend, um, punctuated with a, a exciting cup race on Sunday. Uh, but uh, I, I want to talk about the IndyCar, um, the IndyCar series uh, finale. As uh, this title chase went down literally to the wire uh, with Alex Palau of Chip Ganassi Racing uh, picking up his first career uh, IndyCar Series title. Uh, Palau, who uh, at the beginning of the season, I really wouldn't have given him a lot of credence because um, I he ran last year with a... Uh, with a team that, I'll be honest, I, I want to say it was um, Egg Coin Racing. Uh, he just wasn't lighting the world on fire. Oh, sorry for that music there. Uh, he just wasn't lighting the world on fire. And I really didn't know what to think um, at the beginning of the season with uh, moving over to Chip Ganassi and being the, the, uh, the third car. Oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm hands-free right now. Uh, being the third car over there, along with um, perennial championship contender Scott Dixon and Marcus Erickson, uh, who they had a lot of hope on. And I know this this season had a lot of, um, a lot of interesting uh, twists and turns, uh, but in the end, it, you know, this was uh, a, a different season. You didn't see your usual guard up there like um, Dixon and uh, the Penske cards of Will Power, uh, Joseph Newgarden, and um, and others. It, it was it was very unique. You know the uh, the major teams like. Uh, Penske and Andretti Autosport, they were kind of non-factors in this season as this championship came down between uh, Pato Award of um, 
the McLaren Aero uh, Peterson team, uh, the and uh, and and Palau. But uh, it, it was it was a great championship run. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Palau um, Palau was able to capitalize on a a early race issue between uh, Padua Award and Ed Jones that pretty much, in essence, took out any chance that Award had for the title. Uh, so, Pelot pretty much skated to this title. Uh, Colton Herta uh, had um, dominated for the win. In, in, in what I think should be a always the finish to the IndyCar season is have it finish at Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach, a long time uh, market for IndyCar. I, I think it was great for it to have that and I hope this becomes a permanent thing. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of changes to the IndyCar schedule next year. Among other, you know, among other things. Um, we have the news also that uh, Raymond Grosjean uh, who has been driving for the Rick Ware, um, the Rick Ware Dale Coyne team, uh, will, uh, he will be moving over from the 51 Nutrigen car over to take Ryan Hunter Ray's spot, um, in the DHL Honda livery, uh, for Andretti Motorsport. Obviously a step up, um, it's great to see Grosjean who, um, had not the greatest um, F1 series career before moving to IndyCar. Uh, he showed a lot of passion, gained a lot of fans, and pretty much um, Rick Ware made, made made him feel like a winner. I and and I I gotta I gotta give props to Rick Ware. Um, he was he has his NASCAR Cup teams. I think he's still got some. IndyCar, uh, not IndyCar, uh, Xfinity Series teams or affiliations. Um, he also is in the Canadian Pinty Series uh, as the listed owner of Andrew Ranger's car. And uh, Rick Ware, I, I missed this a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to say it on the show, but Rick Ware Racing uh, finally got their first ever win in any type of series up in the Pinty Series with... Um, with Andrew Ranger. I know Grosjean uh, gave the team its first pole and podium in IndyCar. Uh, so hopefully we'll see more of him uh, next year and it could be a landing spot for Ryan Hunter Ray. Uh, so we had that. Um, as a, Before I got sidetracked, uh, we were talking about Long Beach. Um, I, really, I really think that this is a very good thing. Um, I, I do enjoy their west, their west coast swing with uh, what is now WeatherTech Speedway in there. With uh, but I always refer to it as Laguna Seca. I grew up with it as Laguna Seca. Um, it is a a fine thing when you put Portland, um, the road course there, Portland, Oregon. Uh, Laguna Seca and Long Beach. I think that that's a great way to end the season. 
Uh, the only thing we're missing is more ovals, but we'll talk about that at a later point. Um, moving on from IndyCar, we got to talk about uh, Las Vegas. And as I said, if you were a betting man um, and you bet on who would win this weekend, um, you are probably walking away from Sin City with a butt ton of money. All right. To start off, we had Chandler Smith uh, play spoiler to the um, to the uh, playoff contenders in Las Vegas, as none of them were able to clinch to the next round. With Chandler Smith, not Chandler Smith. I apologize. Wow, Christian Eckes, Christian Eckes playing spoiler, uh, the driver who. Uh, just last season was driving for uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports and was dumped at the end of the season. Picked up a part-time half-season ride with uh, Thor Sport Motorsports. Or Thor Sport Racing, I apologize. Uh, Eckes was able to win his, his first race of the season in a 1-2-3-4 finish for Thor Sport. Something that has not been done by the team. Um, in their history, in their long history in the truck series, Matt Crafton would finish second, uh, Ben Rhodes would finish third, and Johnny Sauter fourth. Uh, the series next moves on to Talladega, I believe, um, and we would see, uh, there. Uh, then, as unbelievable as that was, um, we would see... A, uh, a, a, a Cinderella story on Saturday as Josh Berry, who um, was tabbed at the beginning of the 2021 season to split the ride at Junior Motorsports uh, for the first half of the season he would run. Uh, we all know that coming from the late model series, a longtime member of Junior Motorsports um, for their grassroots effort. Uh, he it would pay off at Martinsville. Uh, he would go on to compete for other truck teams and uh, Xfinity teams to finish out the rest of the season after Sam Mayer turned 18 and took over the number 8 ride that uh, Barry would start the season with uh, due to a, um, a, a leg injury um, that uh, Michael Annette... Uh, driver of the number one uh, Chevrolet for uh, Junior Motorsports. Uh, Barry would pick up uh, some more seat time in that ride and would cap off a Cinderella season, picking up his second career win in the Xfinity Series, uh, advancing the number one uh, Chevrolet for Junior Motorsports, uh, into the uh, round of eight for the owner's championship. Uh, granted, uh, Barry is not uh, running for the championship, nor has made the playoffs, uh, which is unfortunate because I think he could be a real contender um, running a full season next year. Uh, this is, It was great. Uh, this is the second career win for not just Barry, but also for Pilot Flying J on the Indy on the Xfinity Series. Wow, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
picking that up. And and I really like this. I, I really think uh, this is such a great story with Josh Berry. Uh, he, uh, he has toiled so many years uh, driving late models for Junior Motorsports to finally get this break at 30 years of age. Um, when most drivers in at 30, uh, now in the Xfinity series, they're either washed up or they've been retreads up through the, um, the cup ladder and back down, you know, kind of finding a home there or, uh, you know, just never got the break that they needed and, and, and kind of find themselves in a stagnant position. But this is great for Barry. I think, I really do think that he is going to be a top contender next year in the Xfinity series. Uh, he will be running, uh, full time. Uh, it's yet to be determined what's going to happen with um, Michael Annette. Um, I do, I, I do personally like Michael Annette. Uh, it's just the finishes aren't there, uh, but he does have sponsorship. Uh, he does have sponsorship uh, through uh, Pilot uh, Circle J Truck Stops, um, a longtime supporter of his. Um, I believe there's some kind of family relation. I do know that TMC Trucking. Uh, does have a relationship with them, and that is a part of the Annette family um, empire, I guess you could say. Uh, so it, it's yet to be seen. I, I'd really, if Michael Annette does step away from the wheel, I would like to see Pilot Circle J uh, continue with Josh Berry and that one team. Uh, moving on, we got the Cup Series race. And before we get to the Cup Series race, um, I do want to address kind of a little more on the Kevin Harvick Chase Elliott saga. Uh, we thought it would end, you know, the story, but the story continues uh, during a press conference. Um, Kevin Harvick took another jab at Elliott. Uh, saying talking to him was like talking to talking to a nine-year-old, and we all know Kevin. Kevin's got kids. He's got Kaylin and his daughter, who is, honestly is a Kevin Harvick fan, slipping my mind, which is beyond me. Um, I I kind of thought this was unnecessary, an unnecessary jab that Kevin had to make. Uh, yes, I was defending him after the Bristol race. I I can't really defend this. Uh, but, uh, when I was listening to, um, XM's, uh, NASCAR channel, uh, in the pre-race, uh, Claire B. Lang had pointed out, uh, they're a long time, um, pit, um, pit reporter, uh, anchor type person, and, uh, Claire had pointed out that this is Harvick's M.O., um, he, he likes to play mind games. Uh, is he getting in the head of Chase Elliott? Is he not? You know, we will see how it turns out with Vegas, you know, and going forward. Um, so we get to the Vegas race, uh, a very clean for the most part race. Uh, we did have one scary incident, unlike the Xfinity race, which saw a 13 car wreck that, um, involved, uh, some of our championship contenders uh this was had a very single uh single car wreck uh with joey geese uh in the rick ware 15 uh losing a tire taking a hard hit into the wall and going airborne 
uh, before coming down. Gase uh, was uh, taken to a nearby hospital, um, checked and released. Um, no word uh, on anything uh, other than that, other than he was going to get checked out once he returned to Charlotte. Um, so as of right now, you know, he's okay, but we don't know if he'll be cleared, uh, for next week at Talladega. But, uh, a, a race that saw, you know, the usual contenders up front, um, the, the, uh, Joe Gibbs cars, uh, Kyle Larson, obviously, the Hendrick cars were pretty stout. Um, obviously the Joe Gibbs cars were as well. Uh, you had, um, the Penske cars up towards the front. Uh, Kevin Harvick, who hung around the top 10, uh, with a ninth place finish. Um, you, you had your drivers all take turns at the front. Um, strong runs by, um, by Tyler Reddick, uh, up there. And, but at the end of it, Denny Hamlin picks up his first career win at Las Vegas, which is something I, it didn't dawn on me till late in the race, uh, hearing it on the radio, that all the years that Denny's been racing at Las Vegas, he has never picked up a win, and he picks up a win over Chase Elliott. So obviously Kevin Harvick's mind games really didn't work at Las Vegas, um, but we did uh, we did have some uh, so. A little bit more intrigue going into Talladega uh, next this coming weekend. Um, you know who will be where, uh, but this was another strong run for the Toyotas um, for Joe Gibbs Racing as uh, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. along with Denny Hamlin were three of the top five finishers. Um, only Elliot and Ryan Blaney uh, were the non-Toyota uh, cars to break into that top five. Uh, so Hamlin is, I think, picking up at the right time, you know, despite going winless uh, throughout the regular season, uh, being very consistent, um, keeping pace in points with uh, Kyle Larson, who was absolutely lighting the world on fire. Uh, he He's picking up the pace at the right time. And I, I'm going to go on the record. Um, I'm perfectly, and I said this last year too, I'm perfectly okay if Denny Hamlin wins the title this year. Now, for those of you who know me, no, I am not a Denny Hamlin fan one bit. Um, but the last two years, um, more than any other in in his career, I I've you know you you have to give the devil his due. Uh, last year with his wins and how he was able to keep pace, he I think he should have won the championship uh, after Harvard got eliminated um, going into Phoenix. Uh, I thought that those two should have gone toe to toe, but when Harvard got eliminated, I I was fully okay with Denny Hamlin winning the title and I um, had you know the situation been there I I would have congratulated him uh Hamlin this year while going winless much like Harvick in the regular season uh he picked up that win in the Southern 500 um 
getting that monkey off his back, uh, making him advance to the playoffs. And he gets through uh, picking up this win at Las Vegas, knowing that uh, you have the wild card of Talladega coming up. And you have the Roval, which seems to be, you know, a, a Chase Elliott playground. Uh, these past couple of years that you, you know, Chase Elliott has been really strong on road courses. Um, you know, I, I don't rule out anything, uh, but I think he sets himself up in a really good spot. Uh, right now, he's the only one that is definitely locked in. For the most part, Kyle Larson is locked in, but you never know what could happen the next two races. Uh, on the outside of the bubble, you have... Uh, Christopher Bell, uh, you have William Byron, uh, Alex Bowman, and Kevin Harvick. Um, Kevin Harvick, who jumped from twelfth, uh, he is now tenth or ninth. Uh, he's just outside that um, that uh, that bubble, um, and. Everything could change next week at Talladega. You know, you could see a massive wreck take out half the contenders. Um, we could see, like what we did uh, in the Xfinity and Truck Series races, you could see a, um, a non-factor go in and steal a win. Um, you never know, Michael McDowell. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto, uh, who I honestly thought would be strong at Las Vegas, um, wasn't the strongest car there, um, you know, despite how he ran last year. Uh, I think that this is a, a you know, we, we, could, we could see a lot of things. And um, nothing's for certain other than Denny Hamlin advancing into the playoffs. Uh, on to other news, um, we did have an announcement as um, who will be going where next year. And this is going to take place in the Xfinity Series. As it has been announced that um, Daniel Hemrick, uh, who currently is driving the full season for um, Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 18 Toyota Supra in the Xfinity Series, will be moving to Colleg Racing in their flagship car, their number 11 Leaf Filter Chevrolet. Uh, that is currently driven by Justin Haley, as Haley will be moving up to run full-time next year in the Cup Series for Colleg in the set, in the 16 car. Now, I've seen a lot on social media, everybody shitting on this move, um, as Hemrick uh, has been held winless in, throughout his uh, NASCAR National Touring Series career. A lot of people saying he doesn't deserve the ride, that so-and-so deserves or this or that or whatever. Um, I think this is a good move. Uh, Hemrick, while being winless, is actually a good body of work. Um, a lot of drivers go winless in their careers. Uh, you know, once you get past that, you, you look. Uh, Hemrick, who has um, driven for partial seasons for uh, Junior Motorsports uh, in 2020, uh, splitting a ride that was held by Dale Jr. for a race, and J. 
Jeb Burton and whatever. Um, they, you know, he kind of got this full-time ride. And let's be realistic. He should already have a win. He should have won at Atlanta. Uh, but contact with Kyle Busch uh, while Hamrick was leading late in the race, you know, took away that chance. Um, you know, and that, that that's a shame. But I think with the way college racing is right now, um, with all three of their cars as stout as they are, and all three of them have won this year, um, and definitely shown signs of being playoff teams. Uh, Jeb Burton had won at Talladega in the spring. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger, who is just lighting the world on fire in the Xfinity Series, winning that regular season championship. Uh, and Justin Haley, who has been up there. Um, I Actually, I can't say Haley is one. I don't, I don't recall that one. But he's been up there. He's been a contender. Uh, Haley moving up to the cup right, I'm a little suspect on. Um, I think if you were going to do anything, it would have been moving Almondinger up to that ride. Almondinger has the experience on the cup level to really be a factor. He could give that feedback to the team as they start this process. Uh, not that Haley hasn't, uh, because up until Indy, they both had the same amount of cup series wins with one. Uh, granted, one driver kind of lucked into one. Almendinger raced for his. Then raced for his at Indy. Um, so I, I really I really think that it's a, for the most part, it's a lateral move. As, you know, really haven't seen life out of the three uh, JGR full-time drivers this year. Harrison Burton. Uh, who is leaving for the Wood Brothers? Um, Brandon Jones, who I is a driver who I'm not that hot on, but he does have four career wins in the Xfinity Series, including a win at Darlington um, a few years back on on a Southern 500 weekend. Uh, so I mean, he uh, he does have some upside value, but. Uh, Hemrick, I, I, I'm not going to tell people to hold off. If Hemrick can't win next year in 2022, maybe I'll s start believing, um, you know, what social media says. But right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern because uh, Joe Gibbs racing in the Xfinity Series. If you're not in that 54 car, you're just there. And Hemrick has found his way into the playoffs this year. Um, and who knows? He could uh, become a contender by the time it's all said and done. A dark horse for this title. Although my money is on Austin Sindrick and um, uh, AJ Allmendinger. Uh, one quick thing on Sindrick. Um, Brad Keselowski will be leaving at the end of the 2020 season. Uh, or the 2021 season. I apologize. Um, to move to Roush Fenway, Keselowski Racing, RFK Racing, as um, social media has dubbed it. I I would not be surprised if um, Roger Penske were to let Brad Keselowski out of his contract early in the 2021 season if Keselowski gets eliminated um, 
after the Roval. I, I, I think Roger's a smart businessman, uh, keeping him, but also you want to give Austin Sindrick some more seat time in that two car. And um, the best way to do it would be to move him in at the end of the 2021 season, knowing that Austin has run his five races um, in a fourth car. Uh, granted, Roger has the money that he could keep putting out this car. Um, but I think the best way to do it is to gel with the team, um, the crew chief, and that would be moving them over to the two car. So, um, with that said, you know, we could see a little bit of that. We could see Roush Fenway pop out, possibly a third car, um, but nothing's written in stone yet. Um, so, we have all that. Anyway, um, it's almost time to wrap this up. So, I'm going to call back to our Pop Quiznos, and that was in 1996. Las Vegas Motor Speedway hosted the season finale for the Truck Series. That year, uh, Ron Hornaday uh, clinched the Truck Series title, the first for Dale and Earnhardt Incorporated, their first title. Um, and also, was the place where a record six Daytona 500 champions made the field. And I asked if you can name all six of them. The six drivers were Michael Waltrip, two-time Daytona 500 winner, who at that point in his career had no Daytona 500 wins, no wins, but would later go on to win two titles with um, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. Daryl Waltrip, his brother, the 1989 Daytona 500 winner, driving his own truck. Uh, you had Jeff Bodine in the field, the 86 winner. You had Ernie Irvin, who uh, was very strong in the race, but would develop problems uh, driving his number 28 Team Hot Wheels Ford F-150, um, owned by both him and... Uh, no Fear uh, Apparel founder Mark Simo. Uh, you would also have AJ Foyt, the timeless AJ Foyt, make the field uh, in any one of his rare truck starts. Um, at this point, AJ was winding down in his career. Uh, those are five right there. And the sixth driver driving a team truck, a number. Four, uh, Team ASE Ford F-150 and finishing runner-up to Jack Sprague in that race wins none other than two-time Daytona 500 winner Bill Elliott. I looked that up so you don't have to. I'm not Bill Weber, but I did the math, did everything, did the research, and boom, I came upon that interesting fact. With that said, uh, we are moving on to Talladega next week. Uh, so tune in after that because I think that's going to be a really fun show. And uh, if you're not currently a patron of CKCC Radio's Patreon page, uh, the Club Kayfabe Creative Community uh, has a patron account where you could find bonus content. 
and uh, that includes me doing my new show, On the Road with the Race Nerd, where I just talk anything and everything. Uh, so, so be on the lookout for that. The debut episode will be coming up. And on that episode, I'm going to be talking collections. What kind of hobbies do you have? What kind of collections do you have? I'll, I'll talk about mine. I'll talk about some of my favorite pieces in my collections. I, I have stuff that might surprise you. Uh, I, you know, I'm full of surprises. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And um, we've got some other topics coming up that aren't necessarily racing related. Um, we will have some racing um, episodes coming up. But... Uh, you want to tune in it's five dollars a month just to get you on and they have different tiers and different um different perks for the tiers um there's a five dollar tier a ten dollar tier and a fifteen dollar tier uh and they all have different perks and there's different programs that you could get on there um most notably uh ckcc radio founder chris o'mealy has done a uh, a, a brand new episode of his show, Shooting Straight. Uh, one that I am actually going to look at soon as I am done recording this episode. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. I will see you at the track. Bye. <laughs>